You tell me on an almost weekly basis that classroom papers is where you struggle the most. What do I do with all these papers? How do I organize them? But what if we looked at it a little bit differently? What if instead of trying to figure out how to organize all these papers, we figured out how to reduce the amount of papers that flow in and out of our classroom each and every day? In today's podcast, I'm sharing four ways that you can conquer classroom paper mess and get rid of a big portion of those papers in your classroom. Hey, teacher friend, welcome to the Simply Teach podcast, a podcast for teachers by teachers. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and each week I bring you a podcast full of practical and helpful ideas from teachers. We all know that teaching is really hard work, and I want this podcast to be a place for you to not only find ideas, but to also find encouragement and motivation. Hey teachers, welcome back to Simply Teach. I really hope that you enjoyed the racism in education series that released all last week. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, then just head back in the Simply Teach podcast queue. It's right before this episode and listen to the five-part series on how racism plays out in the education system and then what we as educators can be doing about it to try and tackle it and fix it. Don't forget, it's still not too late to fill out the 2020 TSOT survey. I'm going to be entering everybody who leaves their email address into a drawing for two Amazon gift cards. So just head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com forward slash survey to fill it out and let me know what kind of content you'd like to see in the coming year. Also, if you are loving what we're doing here at Simply Teach and want to help support the podcast, then you can head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com forward slash sponsor to help sponsor an episode of the podcast. And finally, last reminder, if you own a small business or have a friend who owns a small business that creates products that teachers would love to get for a teacher appreciation or some kind of holiday gift, submit that information to me so that we can try and put together a teacher gift guide episode. Just head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com forward slash gift to fill that out and let me know what company or your own company that you want to share with the world. This week and next week, though, we are talking all about paper organization because that is the number one question I get asked all the time. You can also head back to episode number 19, I know, episode 19, to listen to the workflow you need for organizing student papers. Episode 19, now we're on episode 82. It's high time we talk about papers some more. If you are one of those teachers who has DM'd me or sent me an email or filled out a survey telling me that papers are your biggest area of struggle, then just head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com forward slash paper guide. There is a free download, a guide to walk you through how to organize your students' papers. You'll also get on the list to be notified next week on Monday, the 26th of 2020, October 26, 2020, when the Organize Your Classroom Papers course goes live. All right, but now let's talk about some ways to save paper in your classroom. Have you ever thought about how much paper you're using in your classroom? It's kind of scary and sad when you actually take time to sit down and think about it. When prepping for the classroom paper organization course, I wanted some concrete stats on what paper usage and just general waste looks like in the typical American classroom. So here's a couple stats I found. Said that over 78% of school waste materials could be diverted from trash to organics, composting, container, or paper recycling, some other way of getting rid of that instead of just going into the trash can. I also saw a stat that said at least 40% of the typical school waste 
is paper. And then lastly, that over 900 million trees are cut down to provide paper for you for the US and the pulp mills and creating paper and all that stuff, 900 million trees a year. I'll link to these websites where I found this and a few other interesting articles. And by interesting, I might mean depressing, but we'll go with interesting to keep things more upbeat around here. But some other articles I found about paper usage in schools. I still have this super vivid memory of being in the workroom at my school waiting for a fifth grade teacher to finish making her copies. And the stack of papers that had already gone through the copy machine was enormous and it was still going. She was printing like a five page packet for each of her 90 kids. It still makes me sick to think about it. It made me sick then. It still makes me sick to think about it today. Like how much paper we are using in our classrooms and how a lot of it is going to waste. Yes, we can recycle papers, but if you listen to the interview that Jillian Starr had on her podcast with Heidi from the Zero Waste Classroom, she talks about the whole reduce, reuse, recycle thing that we were taught in school and we've also been teaching. It isn't really the best way to try and save the forest or save the trees. A big part of saving trees, getting rid of all those papers floating around in our classroom is simply just by reducing the amount of papers that you are using in your classroom. So as teachers, do we need papers? Absolutely, yes. There are times when the best way to find out a kid's knowledge on a standard is to use a worksheet or a test or something like that. But in today's age, there's also so many other ways that we can have students show their competency with a standard other than completing worksheets. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. Here are a few different ways that I tried to reduce paper usage in my classroom or tips that I got from other teachers over on Instagram. So first up, you've heard me talk about this a lot, it's Kagan structures. My favorite Kagan structure was Rally Coach or Sage and Scribe. They're almost the exact same structure of two students working together, but the best part about this structure is that there is only one paper per two students. So that automatically is going to cut your paper usage in half. I also really like structures like numbered heads together or round table where students can use whiteboards to show their thinking instead of paper. I've got an episode with Dr. Kagan from Kagan Cooperative Learning and a Kagan uh, trainer, Sarah. I'll link those in the show notes if you want to go listen just a little bit more about how to incorporate Kagan into your classroom. The next paper saving tip I have is plastic dry erase pouches. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I'll show a picture of it in the show notes. This was a lifesaver for me. When I first started teaching, I was doing stations like every day and I had activities. I was doing like file folder game type things and the activities required students filling out a worksheet. So I was printing off 20 or 30 copies of that station for students to use. And then a few extra in case they ended up doing the second station a second time for some reason. And then I felt this pressure to grade all of those papers that I didn't have time to grade, right? And it was such a waste of paper. When my friend Holly showed me these dry erase pouches, I knew the switch would save me so much time of the copier and so much guilt for not grading these station papers. Inside the Organize Your Classroom Papers course, I have a whole lesson on grading and how to manage that more efficiently because I know that's a big stressor to teachers and a big reason why we have so many papers and why they get so disorganized. 
Hey teachers, I want to take a quick break in the middle of this episode to tell you about the outfit formulas from Allison at Get Your Pretty On. If you're like me and you want to look cute and be comfortable, but don't really feel super confident in styling your clothes, then these outfit formulas are for you. My two younger sisters are my best friends and you know how best friends slash sister relationships go. They, they don't hold anything back. And my sisters are no exception when it comes to critiquing an outfit that I wear. That's why I love the outfit formulas. Allison puts together a new formula for each of the seasons with the most up-to-date trends and styles for each season. The fall 2020 formula is available with all sorts of recommended styling options. She gives you a list of the items you need, a lot of them that you probably already have in your closet, and she shows you how to style all the different pieces in ways so that you can get the most bang for your buck with the clothes that you have. Head over to the simplyorganizedteacher.com forward slash G-Y-P-O to get your personal outfit formula. Inside that outfit formula, you're going to get a wardrobe shopping list of all the things you need, as well as a beautifully designed printable outfit guide to help you know how to style the outfits. That's the simplyorganizedteacher.com forward slash G-Y-P-O. Another tip for paper reduction is to designate or not reduction, but like reusing papers is to designate a spot in your classroom for free draw paper. So, you know, I talk about homes all the time, have a home for free draw paper. I cannot tell you how many times I planned a week's worth of lessons and the paper copies that went with some of those lessons only to have fire drills that come up or assemblies or something that took away time from completing that lesson. And at the end of the week, I take all of those papers that we didn't get to and I'd look at them, decide, okay, am I going to use this next week? If not, I would put it into this free draw paper drawer. It was great so that whenever I had some free time, we had indoor recess or students just wanted to free draw or make paper planes, I had a place to go to get paper that we weren't going to use, but I didn't want to like throw it away in the recycle bin and to never be, you know, have no use at all. Also an unrelated tip, but helpful Later on in my time in the classroom, I started planning lessons, y'all, for only four days a week because I shared students with my partner, Catherine, and at our school, we had school-wide mandates for weekly meetings, like class meetings type stuff, and it seemed like every week something was coming up, whether it was an assembly or a fire drill. There was one class that I constantly, like every week, I lost a math lesson with them because that was our computer time, and that's just the only time we had to go to the computer lab. So... My tip is to plan for only four days a week instead of five. You're almost always not going to get to everything that you have planned in those four days, which means you'll have an automatic lesson or activity built in for that fifth day without having to actually plan more, create more, print off more papers. I'll be doing an episode in a few weeks on lesson planning, but there's a little bonus tip from me to you. Of course, lastly is technology. There's so many great tools and apps out there you can use to check for understanding with technology, things like Quizlet, Padlet, Flipgrid, even students making their own podcasts. I recommend following Tom Gibson. He was back on episode number 61. He's got a ton of YouTube videos on using technology in your classroom. I also really like Sam Carey from New Ed Tech Classroom on YouTube. He's got a ton of great tutorials on how to use some of those technology applications. If you're getting ready to print or copy something, just pause and ask yourself this question. What am I trying to gain from this worksheet? Is there another way that I can get that information? That's going to help you decide whether or not you need to print something. Even when it comes to papers that you yourself use as a teacher or just as a person, ask yourself that question. I'm a huge fan of paper and printing things and writing things down, but I'm trying to be more conscious of using technology as much as I can. I love a lesson, like a paper lesson planner. I highly suggest having that. 
But in the last couple of years, I've stopped using a paper planner for myself because that's an area where I can reduce some of the paper load, still get the information that I need through my online planner. Next week, I am releasing a course all on how to organize your classroom papers. Inside that course, I'm going to teach you how to go through your papers, figure out what you need and don't need. I teach you ways to organize your papers, create systems for keeping organized. I think that's the struggle that a lot of teachers have is they organize their papers, but they don't figure out how, like, they don't figure out the systems for keeping them organized. And so then you're just constantly with all the papers coming in, you're just constantly getting more and more piles. That's why I created the student paperwork flow guide that you can go download for free. I show you how to create a workflow for your student papers. Also inside the course, we talk about organizing filing cabinets, digital files, lesson plan materials, basically any kind of paper material. I show you practical ways that you can organize and systemize those papers. In less than 40 minutes inside that course, I teach you how to clean out, organize, systemize all the papers in your classroom so that you can get rid of some of that clutter that I know is causing you so much stress. All right, so there you have it. Four ways you can get rid of some paper clutter in your classroom. Remember to ask yourself that guiding question of whether or not this paper is needed to get the information that you're seeking from your kids. Don't forget to head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com forward slash paper guide to download that free student paper workflow guide. You can print it off or you can just use the information in there to jot down your own student paper workflow in a journal that you already have. If you've got a second to leave a rating and review, I would so appreciate it. I would also love to hear your feedback on the content you want to see in 2021. Just head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com forward slash survey to let me know. I'll talk to you next week when we chat about the best tools for organizing classroom papers. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Simply Teach. If you enjoyed it, I'd be so grateful to have you share it over on social media and tag me at the Simply Organized Teacher, or you can head to wherever you are listening to this podcast right now and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. This episode was edited by the team over at Podcastology. Remember all the show notes, links to things we talked about, classroom organization resources, and all of the courses can be found over on my website, thesimplyorganizedteacher.com. Make sure to join my email list and get weekly organization tips straight to your inbox by heading to thesimplyorganizedteacher.com slash email. Y'all have a great week.